Thank you for listening to Elohim Christian Church's podcast. We're a place where imperfect people worship and meet a perfect God. If this is your first time listening, we're located in Richmond Hill in Queens, New York City, and are led by pastors Carlos and Rebecca Medina. If you're looking for a place to worship and to know Jesus, we would love to meet you and see you in person. Find us online at www.elohimchurch.org so we can connect. And now, here's this week's message. Gospel of Matthew chapter 14 verse 23 to 31. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because of the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I don't be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? This is the gospel lesson. May the dear Lord bless the reading of the scriptures. Please be seated. Today, I want to speak on the topic, looking unto Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. You know, just a few months ago, uh, maybe like four or five months ago, Pastor George, he invited me to share... Um, the reflection one of the Tuesdays prayer that we have. And he emphasized 15 minutes only. And then he followed up with me on the text, on the, over the phone. And in every conversation, he emphasized 15 minutes only. So again, he, just on the day that I was about to share my reflection, again he followed up. And he said, emphasized again, 15 minutes only. And he asked me to come 15 minutes before the prayer. And he gave me a 15 minutes of instruction. And he emphasized 15 minutes only. <laughs> and Pastor George, when he gave me the opportunity to preach this particular Sunday, a month ago, Pastor George is very gracious. He did not set any time limit. To this minute, to this second, he did not give any time frame. He did not give any time frame. So, Pastor George, you're so gracious. Thank you. <laughs> I have 66 books to, free, to preach from. So, when I start, I don't know what time I will finish it. But having said that, I'm reminded of a preacher who once said, Blessed are those who keep it short, for they will be invited back. So, I'm going to start. I promise you that I will not take more time, and I will finish in 15 to 20 minutes' time. Okay? Let me set the timer up for me. 
Okay. Let us pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, here I am standing before your people. Not on my own strength, not on my ability, not on my talents, but completely trusting you. Lord, I'm an empty vessel. I pray that you will fill me as I share your word. Let the anointing, let the word, let the revelation come out freely, O oh Father, without any hindrance. Lord, speak to me and speak through me. At the end of the sermon, at the end of the day, it is not my talents, it is not my message. I want your message to be preached clearly. And I want your name to be glorified. And I know it will be glorified. And for the glory of the Lord, we ask that you will come and minister to me and minister through me and minister to us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, the, as I was meditating on this, as I was preparing for this day, what to preach, because pastor gave me the opportunity a month ago, at least more than a month ago, I should say. Until then, from that day, I was waiting on the Lord, preparing myself so that the word of God will come, not my word. His words will come with clarity. Not my word or not my knowledge or not my revelation, but I want the grace of God to come forth. So I was waiting on God and waiting on God. I was literally waiting on God to give me the word that pleases him, not me. And God put me this word looking unto Jesus. And I was, I got the topic but I wanted the reference also to it. There are many references in the Bible supporting my topic today, but I wanted the word that should come from God alone. You know, there are many, when I open my Bible, there are many words that can direct me, has directed me to this topic, but I want the Holy Spirit to direct me, not my knowledge. And when I was waiting on God, God draw my attention to this gospel lesson. And I was here, and I was preparing on that, that God gave me many supporting reference and many stories from the Bible. And he connected all the dots to give the message for today. And before I move on to the topic, first of all, I want to know, I want all of us to know who is Jesus. You know, you might tell me, or you might say, you might say that I know who is Jesus, but I just wanted to bring to all our attention today, based on the scriptures, who is Jesus. You know, from the cover to cover, it is all about Jesus. 
from the cover to cover it is all about jesus from genesis to revelation it is all about jesus only jesus only you know in the old testament he was a shadow but in the new testament he was revealed throughout the bible throughout the bible in every chapters in every book of the bible from cover to covers it is all about jesus and jesus only you know some people were they were ignorant and they could not see jesus but today i do not want all of us to be ignorant of the fact it is all about jesus and it is about jesus that i'm going to preach and i want to encourage all of us today that no matter what look unto jesus because he is the author and the finisher of our faith the very fact that you and i are here it is because of jesus alone the very fact that i am from india from nowhere standing on the pulpit standing before this lovely people from ecc it is all because of jesus alone the very fact that you and i are all are here is because of jesus we must have been lost long time back we must have we must, you know in fact we all are doomed to death but because of jesus alone because of his grace alone because of his mercy alone and because of his love alone that you and i are here sitting in the sanctuary praising god witnessing god it's because of him alone we cannot give credit to anybody the only person that deserve all glory and honor is jesus alone you know as i said earlier it is all about jesus from cover to cover you know i wanted to highlight who jesus is from genesis revelation i'm pretty sure you must have all heard about it but i wanted to remind you all it is all about jesus from genesis to revelation in genesis jesus christ is the seed of the woman in exodus he is the passover lamb in leviticus he is our high priest in numbers he is the pillar and the cloud by day and the pillar of the night in deuteronomy he is the prophet like unto moses in joshua he is the commander of the lord's army in judges he is our judge and lawgiver in ruth he is our kinsman redeemer in first and second samuel he is the seed of david in yesra he is our faithful sacrifice in in nehemia he is the rebuilder of every broken in esther he is our he is our mordecai and he is our advocate in job in job he is our ever living redeemer in psalms he is our shepherd in proverbs he is our wisdom in ecclesiastes he is our meaning for life in the song of solomon he is the loving bridegroom in isaiah he is the prince of peace in his jeremiah and lamentation he is our weeping prophet in ezekiel he is the glorious god 
In Daniel, he is the fourth man in the fiery furnace. In Isaiah, he is the faithful husband. In Joel, he is the outpourer of the Holy Spirit. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is our judge and savior. In Jonah, he is the recent prophet. In Micah, he is the ruler of the world. From Bethlehem, in Nahum, he is our stronghold. In Habakkuk, he is the watchman. In Zephaniah, he is the mighty to save. In Haggai, he is the restorer. In Zechariah, he is the branch of David, the one pierced for us. In Malachi, he is the son of righteousness. That is in Old Testament. He's not finished there. In let me come to New Testament. In Matthew, Jesus is the King of Jews, the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the Living God. In Mark, He is the servant, the miracle worker. In Luke, He is the baby in the manger, the Son of Man. In John, He is the Son of God, the Living Word, the Way, the Truth, Life. In Acts, He is the Savior of the world, ascended Lord. In Romans, He is the Justifier. In Corinthians, he is the resurrection. Second Corinthians, he is our comfort. In Galatians, he is our liberty. In Ephesians, he is head of the church. In Philippians, he is our joy. In Colossians, he is our completeness and the glue that holds our world together. In First and Second Thessalonians, he is the coming king. In First and Second Timothy, he is our mediator. In Philemon, he is our benefactor. In Titus, he is the blessed hope. In Hebrews, he is a perfection. In James, he is the power behind our faith. In First and Second Peter, he, he is our shepherd and chief cornerstone. In First, Second, and Third John, he is the truth. He is of truth and everlasting life. In Jude, he is the foundation of our faith, our security. In Revelation, in Revelation, he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that is Jesus for you. And that is Jesus for me. And that is Jesus for the world. That is Jesus for ECC. That is Jesus for your family and my family. You know, he is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation and the creator of all. This is Jesus for us today. If we, ever know, if we ever have forgotten who is Jesus, this is Jesus. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus has been pictured clearly. Today I ask the Holy Spirit to open our spiritual eyes to see Jesus in a different way. You know, the world knows Jesus. If you ask a common man, he, he, will not, he can say, I know Jesus. But it is different to know who is Jesus and it is different to know him personally. You know, if you ask David, in Psalm 121, it is a very familiar scripture that my mom taught me or told me to memorize it. It goes like this. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the hills, the maker of heaven and earth, and my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. 
if you and i are looking elsewhere today i wanted to all i wanted all to encourage all each and every one of you today our help or my help comes from the lord but only if you open your eyes and look unto jesus you know often times uh, we get sidetracked when we are you know burdened with problem and burdened with anxiety and we lose the sight of jesus christ who is the maker of heaven and earth and where our help comes from today i wanted to encourage each and every one of you do not look to the east or west do not look to the south or the north do not look anywhere look unto jesus the maker of heaven and earth and if you look unto him you will never be dismayed you will never be disappointed only you if you look unto jesus he will never leave you he will never dismay you he will lift you up in the position where you are and honor you wherever you are but the ball is in our court it is in our the, the decision is in our hand whether you're going to look into the situation or look at the circumstances or look at the failures or look at the disappointments or look at the problems no today if only you look unto jesus the problem will dissolve there are many ref- references in the bible that supporting my topic look unto jesus you know let me turn your attention to uh, hebrews chapter 11 hebrews chapter 11 you know this is a um, a very familiar um book or chapter from uh, the old testament from the new testament i'm sorry it is all about the heroes of faith it is all about the heroes of faith from abraham down to you know it is it is listed every heroes of faith in the bible how they operated in faith how they moved in faith but when you come down to the next chapter chapter 12 was one this is how it goes therefore since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus fixing our eyes on jesus you know it says therefore since we are surrounded by cloud of witnesses who are these witnesses why does the bible the author is referring to the cloud of witnesses and who are those it is the heroes of faith that are listed in chapter 11 they are our forerunners they are our point of references in times of in times of hardships in times of struggles in times of you know problems they looked unto jesus and that is why the author of hebrew is pointing us are directing us to look back the clouds of witnesses our forefathers how they looked unto jesus how their eyes were fixed unto jesus and they were able to run the race and they were able to finish the race without any hindrance today i wanted to encourage each and every one of you today no matter what you're going through right now what you're facing right now today i want to encourage each and every one of you 
Look unto Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of a faith. When you fix your eyes on Jesus, you will not be dismayed. You will not have any setbacks in life. And when you fix your eyes on Jesus, God will open the door for you. God will make way for you and, will, and he will work a miracle in you and bless you. Amen. You know, Psalms 34, verse 5 says, They looked unto him and are radiant with joy, and their faces will never be ashamed. They looked unto him, and their faces were radiant, and their faces were filled with joy. Sometimes we face the problem right in front of our eyes. When you open our eyes in the morning, all that we could see is the problem. All that we could see is our future in doubt. All that we could see is the big need right in front of us. But only if you look unto Jesus, your face will be radiant. As I was meditating the word of God, I was preparing myself, you know, for this day. This word came into my mind. Look unto sun before you see the sun. Yes, you and let it be our determination today. Or let it be our decision today. Before you look at the sun. Yes, you and look at the sun, Jesus Christ. When you start the day with Jesus Christ. When you decide to look unto Jesus before you start your day, your day will be blessed. There may be, there may be mountains be, before you, but if you look unto Jesus, the mountain will, be, the mountain will depart. And you will no, see, you'll no longer see the mountain. It will be moved in Jesus' name. But only if you look unto the Son, Jesus Christ. Let me come to the gospel lesson. Gospel according to Matthew chapter 14 that, uh, that I read to all of us today. You know, in this particular, this particular gospel, I want to speak a little bit about Peter. Peter is a very interesting character in the Bible. Of all the disciples, he is a very instructing, instructing, um, interesting character. I'm sorry. He's a kind of an impulsive guy. In everything, he wanted to be the first. He wanted to be the first. He said, when Jesus said, you will disown me before the rooster crews, he said, no, I will, I will give my life to you. I will not do it. But he did. There are many examples about Peter that I can quote, but I wanted to concentrate on the gospel lesson. You know, when Jesus was walking on the water, it was Peter. Everybody got dismayed. Everybody got terrified. But Peter looked at Jesus and he said, It is 
Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you in water. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come and to come to you on the water. You know, I wanted to tell you something very interesting that God spoke to me when I was preparing this. You know, Jesus, all these disciples were handpicked by, by Jesus. Am I right? He was trained. He, they kind of hanged around, hang around with them, lived with them. You know, their life was, all the 12 disciples' life was centered around Jesus Christ. Everybody know who was Jesus. But here, Peter is making an interesting statement. Who was with Jesus day in and out? He was dining in, he was sleeping with Jesus. His whole life was dependent on Jesus. His whole life was centered around Jesus. But here, Peter is saying, Lord, if it is you, Lord, if it is you that draws, that gave me a revelation, Jesus, Peter had a revelation, but he did not have a relationship. Peter had a revelation, but he did not have a relationship. There is a difference between having a relationship and ha having a revelation and having a relationship. Let me break it down to you. You may ask me, how do you say that? You know, when Peter, when Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? Everybody said that you are the son of God, you are John the Baptist, or you are the Elijah. But Peter was the only one in the disciples that said, you are the son of God, the Messiah, the Savior. He had the relation, he had the revelation who was Jesus. But he did not have the relationship. If he had had the relationship with Jesus on top of the revelation, he would have not said or he would have not asked Jesus, Lord, if it is you, are you with me? He would have not said, Lord, if it is you, he had the relationship. I mean, he had the revelation, but he did not have the relationship. You know, like I said earlier, if you ask every common man, they will tell who is Jesus. If you ask somebody that is passing by, do you know who is Jesus? He will say, or she will say, I know who is Jesus. But it is a totally a very different thing to know or to have a relationship with Jesus. If you want to have a relationship with Jesus, you and I will not say, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come. If you and I have, if you want to have a relationship, you and I can walk with, with Jesus on the water. Let me break it down to you. You know, Abraham, the, the one of the important characters in the Bible are very some of the important characters in the Bible. There are many important characters in the Bible, and the one I like the most is Abraham. And my wife, sometimes she makes fun of me. In every sermon, you, you touch Abraham. Somehow I connect the story. Connect, somehow I connect the topic to Abraham. So again, I'm connecting Abraham today for your information. 
You know, Abraham, he did not see Jesus. He don't even know where, who is Jesus. But one day, he was called, leave your, leave your people, leave your country, leave everything and follow me. And he obeyed God and he lived his gods, his idols, his profession, his people, his country, everything. And he followed Jesus. He has not had, he has not seen Jesus. But that only voice, or the only promise that gave him, God gave him in, in Genesis chapter 12, leave your country, your people, and go, and come and follow me. I will make you the head and not the tail. I'll make you the father of many nations. The only hope, or the only promise, or the only word that God gave him was the promises. Or the only relationship that he had was the promises of God. You know, when God called him or when God asked him to sacrifice his son Jesus, I mean his son Isaac, he was preparing. He was making, he was on his way to sacrifice his son Isaac. On the distance, he saw the mount and he told the servants, stay here, me and my son, we will go and worship and we will come back. Remember, he is going to sacrifice his son. But guess what? But remember what he said. We will go and we will worship and we will come back. And his son is asking, the woods are here, the fire is here, but where is the? Where is the? Where is the sacrifice? You know, I wanted to tell you something very important here. Very significant here. If you have a relationship with God, you will not tell God how big your problem is. If you have a relationship with God, you will not tell how big the need is. Because Abraham had a relationship with Jesus and with the promise that God gave him. He did not tell, he was not worried about the need. He was not worried about the lamb. He knew on the way, on the way to the mountain, God will provide himself. God will provide himself. You know, when you and I have a relationship with God, you and I don't have to worry about the need. You and I don't have to worry about the provision. You and I don't have to worry about the job. You, know, you and I don't have to worry about the healing or the need. But in you, if you have a relationship with God on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided for you today. But only if you take a bold step of faith in God and when you walk with Him on the, on the journey, God will open the doors for you. God will open the windows for you and God will make the way for you and you can see the miracle and you can see the healing and you can see the provision and you can see the blessing. But only if you fix your eyes on Jesus and walk with Him. You may not see the provision. You may not see the healing. You may not see the blessing. But if you walk with him, you will see it. You know, some of us, 
I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. You, you, you. I'm saying commonly. Some of us use Jesus as PRN. Do you know what does it mean? I'm sure. You know, when they post the job on the websites or any company, there are the three different categories, part, full-time, part-time, and PRN. PRN means as and when needed. As and when needed. You know, you and I should not look unto Jesus PRN, as and when, need, as and when needed. You and I should look unto Jesus day in and day out. That reminds me of the Sunday class song, Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the afternoon, Jesus in the evening, Jesus at all time, Jesus at all situation, Jesus at every time. Jesus should, Jesus should not be PRN. Jesus should be part and parcel of your life. He should be everything. He should be all in all for you. You know, Peter kind of used Jesus as PRN. Because that was the a revelation that he had. When there was 5,000 people after the sermon, without any food, he goes into Jesus. Jesus, what can we do? Only that when there was a need, he went to Jesus. No, you and I should have a relationship with Jesus day in and day out. When you wake up in the morning, it should be Jesus. When you drive in the car, it should be Jesus. When you sit on the chair on the office table, it should be Jesus. When you sit at the dining table, it should be Jesus. When you sleep in the night, it should be Jesus. When you wake up in the morning, it should be Jesus. 24-7, 24 hours, 365 days, it should be Jesus and Jesus alone. If you have a relationship with Jesus, and if you look unto Jesus, you will not be disappointed about the losses in your life. You know, when, G when Job lost everything in his life, in one day, when his friends came and criticized him, and when his came, friends came and told him, you know, curse Jesus and die, because of the relationship, because of the hope that he had with Jesus, he, he said, even though he killed me, though he slaughtered me, I will stay strong. I will stay strong and trust in the Lord because I know my Redeemer lives. Though he lost everything in a single day, but the story didn't end there. He received everything in double portion. He received everything in a double portion. If you wanted to receive everything in a double portion of what you have lost in the past, the only solution, or the only key, or the only answer is, look unto Jesus. Look unto Jesus. Don't worry about the loss. Don't worry about what your friends say. Don't worry about what your family say. Don't worry about what your colleagues say. Don't worry about what your, what your, you know, your boss or whoever say. You don't need anyone's opinion. You need one the revelation. Or you need only the relationship with God. And if you have a relationship, and when if you have the revelation about Jesus Christ, 
you will not only receive a double portion of what you lost god will anoint your head before the presence of the enemies in the presence of the enemies hallelujah you know sometimes when we journey with him and god's told you something or god promised you something and you may be wondering i haven't seen any signs i haven't seen any blessing i haven't seen any miracle i haven't seen the promise of god fulfilled in my life i want to turn your attention to second kings chapter 3 verse 17 where it says you will not see wind nor will you see rain yet the valley shall be filled with water so that you may drink both you and you and your cattle and your workers you don't have to worry about what you may not see or what you're not seeing you may not see the wind you may not see the rain but you are trusting god and you're looking at jesus and you're still wondering i haven't seen a miracle i haven't seen a solution i haven't seen the blessing i haven't seen the way but god is telling do not walk by sight walk by faith you know thomas he said only if i put my finger in the side of your wound i will believe but on the other hand abraham i did not see but i still believe god will provide me god will meet all my needs in the according to the riches of your glory today i want to encourage you all do not be a thomas generation but be a abraham's generation be a Gen- jesus generation you and i don't have to walk by sight we have to walk by faith you know if you take uh, if you take uh, 10 minutes i mean 10 steps of faith god will take the 100 steps of faith in you but it is all in your hands only if you look unto jesus and walk with him you know the story doesn't end there the story the peter story doesn't end there of course he was sinking but jesus he cried out to god lord save me today if you and i are in that situation maybe you and i have been sidetracked are overwhelmed with lot of problems that you and i may be facing as a result we have lost the sight of jesus today is the opportunity as peter cried out lord save me if you open your hearts and if you open your mouth and cry unto jesus lord save me god will stretch your his hands and reach out to you and he will hold his hands and pull you out of the sinking ship and he will make you walk with jesus and he will make you walk with jesus how many of you are ready to walk with jesus today how many of you are ready to walk with jesus today 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 is the opportunity today is the day this is the day that lord has made for you 
you must have lost sight of jesus you must have lost sight of the revelation you must have lost the relationship with jesus but as the story of the prodigal son the father was waiting for the prodigal son day in and day out with his arms stretched wide open he know that one day my son will come one day my son will come in the same way in the same way today jesus is here with his arms stretched open wide and with his arms stretched towards you and only if you cry unto him and if you reach out to him he will make you walk with him i want to close with one thought peter lost sight of the creator and he was so immersed with the creation he had the revelation that he is the messiah he is the son of god but when he was thinking he lost the sight of the creator looking at the creation do not look at the creation do not look at the any thing that was created fix your eyes on jesus the creator fix your eyes on jesus the creator colossians chapter 1 verse 16 says for in him all things were created things in heaven and things on earth visible and invisible neither thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him today ecc i want to encourage all of us to look at the creator to look at the creator look at your i look at jesus the creator the author and the finisher of our faith our eyes closed i want to give an opportunity for us today if you ever been sidetracked or lost sight of jesus look unto him he is there waiting for you he is there waiting for you with his arms stretched wide open he is there looking unto you only if you open your eyes and look unto jesus and reach out to him and ask jesus save me cry unto jesus save me cry unto jesus help me cry unto jesus i need you cry unto jesus and say be my savior be my lord be my provider be my healer be my strength be my hope be my source of support if there is anyone here today that wants to have a relationship with jesus i invite you to come forward 
take a few steps to your right or left and make your way up. The altar is open. As the worship leaders sing the song, as the leaders in worship, if you ever been touched by the word, and if you ever feel that God has spoken to you, and if you want to reach out to Him and cry out to Him and to have a relationship with Jesus, please come forward. And we all are here to pray for you and to pray with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. We pray that it blesses and encourages your life.